Hello, I'm Brian Foster, and today I'm talking about Spiritism. Today is March 7th, 2022, and on Mondays, as we do a live stream, we welcome questions from the audience on about Spiritism. So when if you type in the comments section on this live stream, I will attempt to answer the question. If not, I have a list of questions that are given to me by people who make comments, either email me or they make comments on my YouTube videos or in other places. And I copy and paste them onto my list of questions. And I, I do those if I don't have live questions from people at the time. So before we begin, let me do a short prayer. Dear Jesus and all the, the angels of assistance for all of us here on earth, please help us increase our spirituality. Please help us spread the spiritist doctrine, which tells us the process of incarnation, of karma, of how we should behave, why we are here. Help us understand how that changes our outlook in our daily lives. Amen. So, again, before I begin, if you would like to learn more about Spiritism, I recommend, as you see on my title page here, that you download Alan Kardec's books, and they're free on PDF. Of course, you can get them if you click on the picture of Alan Kardec on my website, nwspiritism.com. It'll take you to the FEB bookstore, and which is the, uh, the Brazilian Federation of, Spir uh, of Spiritists. And you can you can order those books there, or but you can also just type in Alan Kardec space PDF. You can find the Spirits book, the Mediums book, the Gospel According to Spiritism, Heaven and Hell, and Genesis. All on those are those five main books, all on PDF. Now, Alan Kardec codified the Spirits book, in which he was said that your job is to is is important, and so in in order to to, to help the spirit of truth communicate in what was promised to us by Jesus Christ in the New Testament, communicate more information about what is the spirit world and what what is Christianity in its, its uh, increased uh, knowledge and wisdom. So Alan Kardec wrote a series of 1,019 uh, questions. And in those questions, he... He asked many things. In fact, you can, they're, they're very interesting. And so I would recommend you read those. And if you want, before you read the Spirits book, I would recommend you download my free PDF, Spiritism 101, The Third Revelation. Again, you can do that on my blog site, nwspiritism.com. You can download it for free in PDF, also in French in PDF, also in Kindle format, paperback, and in Audible format. So those are things that would give you a good idea of spiritism so i'm going to start on one of the questions first in which i think that there is a really good review of spiritism and that was what evidence i'll start this question first 51 i'll do 50 afterwards would you give to prove the authenticity of the spiritist doctrine and true mediumship and how will we know said person communicated with spirits now i looked at that question and i i started reading the introduction to the Spirits book in which Alan, I want to say, okay, what does Alan Kardec say about that? Nope. Oh, hello, Brian. And Alan Kardec says, 
He says that you can't really prove spiritism because it's not it's not a material science. He says the physical sciences are based on the properties of matter, which can be subjected to experimentation and manipulated at will. Spirit phenomena, on the other hand, rests on the action of intelligence who have wills of their own and who show us at every turn that they're not subject to our whims. Spirit, spirit manifestations, consequently, cannot be dealt with in the same way as physical matter. They require special conditions and a different approach, and trying to subject them to ordinary investigative procedures would be trying to establish analogies that do not exist. Science, per se, is incompetent to make any declaration of its own on the issue of spiritism. So, I think he has a good point. So I would say on that question is, can we prove it like you could prove it in a court of law? No. It is the, the authenticity of spiritist doctrine. But first, I'd like to say is that it's a Christian spirit. It's called Christian spiritism. It's based on, they say, if you want to, if you want to get it down to its smallest detail, is it's based on the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Again, how do you prove Christianity is real? How do you prove God is real? How do you prove Jesus was real? I mean, these are all things that are are difficult, and they're they're subjective, right? They're not objective per se. Now, Spiritism does say at some time in the future, which Spiritism is, it's a it's a combination of science, religion, and philosophy. That sometime in the future, science will prove the existence of the spirit world and of God, but that day is not here. So what do you say to people? So how, you can't prove we can talk to spirits. And the answer is most probably you're correct. We cannot prove, but we can also not disprove. There are many instances and people have these in their own personal life. I have my own personal uh, circumstance where I was told of a upcoming event more almost a year in advance that happened with great specificity, which led me to spiritism and led me to the idea that, hey, Trials are determined. Other people will have will have a, a a a prophecy from their aunt Edna or Uncle Bob that will say, "I had an NDE and I think this is going to happen." And you look at it, and then yes, you know, who knows how many months or years later it happened. Uh, Chico Xavier, the great spiritist medium, said early, I think, in the nineteen sixties or something. Said, and this is when Brazil and he was Brazilian medium when Brazil had no oil and they were trying to get. The uh, alcohol versus the sugar cane in order to, to the cars because Brazil is importing oil very expensive. He said, "Yeah, Brazil will find oil, and it'll be like a mile down." And 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 every and the uh, Geraldo uh, Neto Limo said said everybody laughed at him. Oh yeah, right. And of course, Brazil found uh, this oil offshore. And you got to drill down about a mile and and in order to find it. So. Chico has had lots of prophecies come true that were told to him by spirits. Other prophets, and these not just not just uh, spiritist prophets, have had things come true. Now, a lot of things don't come true as far as, as other prophets have done in other religions. But everything I've heard that Chico has said so far, he has been right on. And in fact, Chico was used to... Uh, prove a person was innocent because when he talked to the victim it was an accidental uh, accidental shooting and the victim's friend accidentally shot him and the victim's friends came back 
sent a message to his parents and gave uh, information to Shiko that only his parents would know. And he also said, look, this guy is innocent. That was all an accident. And the authorities let him off. So they used that as proof. Now, but it's not still not like a definitive answer, like this is how you prove it. No. Uh, and as, as people say with spiritism, is spiritism doesn't want you to believe because I tell you or because the spirits book tells you or because Chico Xavier tells you or your neighbor tells you. They want you to build a foundation in your own rational matter manner of why you believe in the spirit world and in Jesus and in, you know, the reincarnation and karma, right? And that's for you to seek out and for you to weigh, given your own in own internal moral character of you believe that you intuitively believe that because we're all set with our conscience and in uh and instinct and that will help lead us to what we need to know and if you pray and meditate it meditate about the subject you'll be given signs and signals to help you this to help you decide for yourself whether this is true and of course we have many near-death experiences where people come back and they, they will actually prophesy things and they happen. And you've had many experiences where that are recorded in, uh, in near death where people are in a surgical operating room. And when they come out and they were willed into the uh, operating room, they were unconscious. And when they were willed out, of course, they were still unconscious, right? And then they were able to say, yeah, I... I knew this, this, this happened. This doctor said that. And so how can they do that? In fact, there are studies that they're doing now. And I don't know how, I haven't seen any uh, uh, um, results from this, but they'll put like pictures on top and then they'll see if people can recall those pictures, right? And, and so there's been lots of that. So, and, and so then how can you know a, per a person communicate with spirits? Well, a lot of that is, does that spirit will like, give you information that you knew nobody else could give? And again, that's somewhat subjective, but there's been many cases supplied, especially with communications of spirits via Chico Xavier to parents of specific information that you know they didn't wouldn't know his nickname, wouldn't know you know what he had in his second drawer from the from the bottom of his closet right or whatever it is that no one would know there's been lots of that uh but again that's hard i mean because those are all scattered all around there's not one place you can go for that now there's a great question involved with the same thing and that is what about the june 2020 prediction of Chico Xavier. now that is really i think what you mean is the july 2019 prediction and that prediction uh, is, I, is that in, the, in July 1969, men went to the moon. And that the, the uh, kind of the committee for the you know, planetary advancement with this Jesus as a, a member came and said, well, you know, these people on earth are still more advanced than the morality. And Jesus said, no, please. Give them 50 years if there's no nuclear uh war after 50 years then let's carry on and to become a, a planet of of regeneration so 
we did not have any nuclear war by uh, July of 2019. So we did not have all these cataclysmic things happen. Now, so in Chico is pretty specific what would happen if we had nuclear war. One is most of North America, uh, actually the Northern Hemisphere, would become un uninhabitable. And in fact, that poor old Brazil would have been invaded by people from uh, United States, uh, China, kind of the the western part of Latin America, and 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 then you would also had Europeans and Russians in the south of Brazil, Argentina, north of Brazil would be the Americans, because uh, they would have to use that as farmland, and they would put a lot of their people there because much of the uh, land in the northern hemisphere would have been uninhabitable, and it would have been uh, quite uh, quite a population decline, etc. But that did not happen. What Chico said would happen after that, but he didn't say how long after that, is that we would have some uh, um, really amazing advances. Now, aliens would come and help us with a lot of those advances. But when that would happen, he hasn't said. So it, um, and of course, then another person said, yes, uh, you got it. Yes, it was the, the, um, the June 2019. So, he did not say when that happened. So I and but at one time he said that one person that was living around 1998 or 99 said, "Yeah, it'll probably happen during your lifetime." This guy was like, I think 40 or 50. So I would say sometime in the next 10 to 20 years, because that's you know a life expectancy of a person who is, or let's say around 50, 40 to 50 at that you know almost at, at the beginning of the 21st century. Would happen so i would say that for most of us here it will probably happen in your lifetime if you think you've got another 20 years to go so we'll see i uh that's still it's still one for the books so i mean i think that's is where is so it's everything i said is fuzzy and it's not distinct right so i'll be the first to say that i will be the first to say well yeah if you, i was in a court of law i would uh lose that right so it is subjective so i just want to make sure that i totally agree that this is a you know subjective thing i put out but that is you know all religion and again you can find a lot of instances in your own life as well as looking through uh um near-death experiences, etc. In fact, there is uh, Dr. Gary Swartz, I think his name is. He has done um, tests, uh, like a, a, a test where he has this, this chamber with a photon detector where he'll ask a spirit to go there at a certain time. And then at that time, they'll detect some light photons in this dark chamber. And so, I mean, is that perfect proof? And he says, well, you know, to me, it's pretty good proof. But then, but then other, other scientists will say, well, no, that's because your mind, you know, because your mind wanted that light and maybe it was influenced by your mind. They said, okay, I'll just have a, a, a computer program randomly ask the spirits a time to show up into that chamber, that dark chamber. And, and then, of course, that worked too. 
But of course, these people, you know, still will say, oh, I don't know if that's true or not. He says, people don't like that, <laughs> that idea of a spirit world around us. And I understand that because it shows, it shows that we aren't independent and we're not the center of the universe. And boy, that's a hard concept. It was really hard, you know, back in the days. Okay, uh, here's another question. Oop, I did the wrong one. I did the wrong one. Here we go. Can uh, can aliens or spirits from other planets be our spirit guides of highest truth? And I uh, yes. And in fact, I think I talk about this in my book, uh, The Thousand Year March. I think one of the things that the uh, aliens would bring us, I believe, more important than their scientific advances, will be the fact that they say, "Hey, you know what? We believe in the spirit world." We know who's in charge of your planet, right? Because these, these, you know, these aliens have, have are probably at a planet regeneration, a more advanced planet, and um, I think that realization will go a long way in having people know that um, there is a higher power that is in charge of us. But I understand a lot of people don't like to hear that. So yes, I think uh, aliens can come. And, and there are like uh, organizations of aliens that can talk to people mind to mind. I know there's people channeling certain aliens. Now, is there absolutely proof that sometimes they channel aliens who are doing this for real and sometimes they're just mischievous spirits? I don't know. I haven't really uh, investigated one to see if they're consistent or not, but I do know that there are aliens that can do that. There are spirits from other planets that are more advanced planets. And they've said this in the spirits book and other spiritist writings, is that it doesn't matter the difference if they're trillions or billions of light years away, um, that remember the speed of light is not a, a limit in the spirit world. So these spirits who have connection with certain people, they can have that connection and they can communicate with them from other planets. So absolutely they can be spirit guides. And in fact, you'll read in the, um, in as I go through on Sundays in the Spiritist Review, they've had sessions, let's say, with Diogenes. And Diogenes is the spirit that now resides, or did back in 1850s. I, who knows where he is now? Probably the same place, but because they live a lot longer on Jupiter. Uh, it was the spirit on Jupiter. And of course, Diogenes was the, the philosopher who walked through Athens with a lamp looking for the one honest man never found him he's also the philosopher where alexander the great came to him and he said what can i do for you and he said get out of you know get out of get out of the way the uh, you're you're making me in the shade right um so yes um absolutely and uh, uh i i believe that true in fact it's very interesting Oh, and then he said, I've always felt exactly what you explained. Thanks for giving me the confirmation. Excellent. So I'm glad. And the funny thing is, talk about confirmation is, you know, years ago when uh, people were talking about Shirley MacLaine and she believed in spirits. And of course, before I became a spiritist, I thought, oh, she's crazy. Doesn't know what she's doing. And then there was, I forgot the name of the movie. Someone hopefully can put this. She was kind of a movie about her own experience with spirits and talking that people could channel spirits and so on and so forth. 
And there were a couple things from the movie said, yeah, yeah, she knows what she's talking about. One is where this one person she talked to uh, was channeling an alien type spirit. And what he said was very realistic. And another one where she was in like a hot springs with this other other guy and they kind of she went uh astral planing astral traveling and she looked back behind her and saw that she was still attached by a silver cord which is exactly not only the bible says that but spiritism says that silver cord connects your soul uh to your paraspirit which is connected to your body and of course that cord can go up you know as long as you need to so yeah now she i don't think she's ever gotten beyond that i know of other people may know this of where she understands spiritism but uh she has a good grasp on the fact that there is a spirit world there are previous lives uh and um there's been previous civilizations uh lemuria and uh, atlantis etc and those are things just like what we talked about earlier about the philosophy, the um, the prediction of July 2019. If we kept had nuclear war, we would have been like brought back a whole notch back into a you know a lower standard of living, and that's what happened to Lemuria and Atlantis because their their technologically advanced was high, but their moral the morality was low, and that's where we're fighting for now. I know many people say. Well, you know, I, I don't see much, but there actually has been. Uh, and you're right. It's hard to see it, especially with all the chaos in the world. But there, there's been some good studies uh, and by archaeologists. And what they do, they've, they've, they've uh, uncovered old grave sites. And they found, you know, a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, and I forgot what the numbers were. But it was like, well, you know, and, and the dead in these grave sites, like 40% or 30% of them all died by... Someone killing them because like, they could tell the wounds on the bones and so forth. And who knows what the wounds that they couldn't tell. So I think people are dying a lot less because of personal violence, right? And we don't have slavery. You know, we have wage slavery kind of, you know, to, to be facetious. But we don't have like, like we did before. We are more advanced, even though us in our daily lives don't see it. And you can make arguments for and against it. But I think we have advanced now. Do good people run the world, run corporations, run government? No. And that, I believe, is we're going to see things that will. And and it was very interesting because the spirits gave a message about the uh, thing. And I can't say it on YouTube, right? The big thing where everybody gets the jab. And they said, you will find out later why this occurred. And in fact, in the book I was reading, this was out in, uh, I think, 2018 it was published. They said, yeah, there's, there's going to be this thing. It's going to last about two years. Well, two years later, you notice it's almost gone from the news, right? And But and they said, you'll find out why this was done later. And I believe, and I could be wrong, so I believe that it has exposed the basis of corruption in our industry where they care more about money than people in our governments where they care more about uh, uh, control 
than in people where they make up the scientific truth. So I think we'll find out. I think I think what it is, it's opening people's eyes. And I think another shoe will drop eventually. I think it's coming closer. I don't know this for certain, but I think uh, spiritually we're going to find out more things in the coming months and years ahead. That's just my opinion. Um, I've been given messages, uh, one really pertinent message that, uh, well, let me give you a background first is this, it's the spiritism says that the plan for the planet is to spread the spiritist doctrine, not that it becomes its own religion. It becomes that other religions, uh, you know, Islam, Hindu, Buddhism, uh, uh, Christianity takes this central tenets of and Buddhism already has, of course, very advanced of, of reincarnation, karma, uh, more information about heaven in the process that they will they will take those things into account and they will help spread them. And as this is, is that Brazil will be the heart of spiritism, which you've it got, you know, there's I think there's like five percent of people in Brazil are spiritists, which is a greater number than any other country in the world. And that eventually the United States will be the head, meaning they'll have the material wealth, uh, wherewithal to help spread spiritism and spread that message. Now, we haven't seen that yet. We've seen Brazil be, you know, kind of be the headwaters with Chico Xavier writing more than 450 books, Devaldo Franco writing books, other people writing books, uh, Yvonne um, Piera, great, another great author, God, God lover. These people are just amazing. So, and I've been told that in messages to myself and my wife that the United States has never has not always been on the side of goodness, has not always been a shining city on the hill, so to say, and I'm paraphrasing, but it will turn to that. Now, right now, I can't say we are. So something's going to happen. And, of course, all these things, all these things are all gradually manipulated people are put in the place right and some people can say you know we've got you know the government of the united states right now it's just it, some people say it's full of complete incompetent and that might be part of of setting up everything after all the american revolution think about the american revolution for a second we had this brilliant minds in in america at the time but in Britain, with Lord North and other people, I mean, because Britain usually, if you look at the history of Britain, they had great prime ministers and government agencies, right? They knew what they were doing. Not that you agreed with their colonialism and so forth, but they they knew what they were doing. But during the American Revolution, they were pretty incompetent, and they made some pretty bad decisions. The spirit world not only influences good people in the right position at the right time, the spirit world also influences putting incompetent people in the right place at the right time to uh, hinder or destroy certain organizations. So think about that. Okay, I got a lot of questions here and I'm kind of rambling on. Okay, uh, let's go back. Oh, why does racism and gangs exist in the world? And, and it's still, you know, racism is still like a tribal aspect of human nature, right? Your first tribal aspect is you you care more about your family, 
uh, and then your your city, and then you know your kind of your tribe, right? All that, and everyone always wants to say, "I'm better than than you," right? Now, hopefully, that will disappear as more people get educated, and they are. And then gangs are the same way, right? Gangs are are people coming together in order to take advantage of other people and make money. Now, why does all this injustice, right, exist in the world? And the, the answer is two words, free will. Now, why do I say that? And this is an important thing to understand, is free will allows humans on earth to be as mean and ignorant as they so choose. Therefore, they are allowed to go through life after life being racist, being members of criminal gangs or other gangs, right? Being, being in charge of governments that wage war of conquest and then domination, doing chaotic and horrible things. But as through, as you live through these things, the people who, who live through the effects of these horrible things, and they'll say, and I go, well, this, this is horrible. You shouldn't be racist. You shouldn't, you shouldn't fleece money from people as a protection racket and all these things. They will learn, and, and then those people who, who feel the effects of that probably are the ones in previous lives who did something like that. And now they're feeling the effects. And that will, that will put deep into their foundation of the morality and their character that they don't ever want to do that to somebody else again. And so, again, this takes the whole point of how does the spirit world fight evil. Their spirit world doesn't fight evil by saying, you know, by killing everybody that who's bad. No, because then you kill everybody because everybody's been bad at some point in time. No, they fight evil with evil. Therefore, if you've done bad things, you're going to be exposed to those bad things. And you're going to decide for yourself, like, oh, I'm, you know, it's the opposite of the golden rule. Do Others do unto you what you've done unto others. And that's why it exists in the world, because we're a planet of atonement. And the planet of atonement, where you come to earth to pay for your own past wrongdoings. Now, that won't last. This is why we're getting ready to be a planet of regeneration. In fact, Geraldo Limo Neto says, we're really going to start that. We're actually starting now, but you're going to start seeing the effects of it around 2050s where you're not going to come to earth and have to pay for these past wrongs. You're going to come to earth and have more experiences and you're going to be able to not be so directed in your trials and tribulations. You'll be part of that. And you'll, more people will communicate to the spirit world, etc. But that's why, because we have the free will to be as rotten as we want to be. And that, that we're all going through that process of learning how not to be that way to take out our primitive emotions, hate, envy, jealousy, right? Selfishness, pride, all those things that probably did well when we were a primitive tribes person and we had to kill and, uh, you know, dominate others for us to live. But now we're in a civilized world. No, that's not appropriate. And it won't be appropriate when you go in the spirit world. But we have to go through this, this journey. So we, be, uh, we really embed upon ourselves the good aspects. And we still retain our unique characteristics. Okay. I hope that answers that. Uh, another question. 
uh, uh, hi Brian Eric du Dubay made a video on earth being a soul trap prison planet questioning why an all-loving God would create such a miserable world with suffering for humans what's your take on this and I think I just answered that of you know is Eric Dubay and I understand his point of view is that if you look at this chaotic world where you know bad things happen to good people and great things happen to bad people like well this is horrible why would god let let this happen because it's all part of the learning process because we have free will if god came down and said okay everybody if you do something bad you're going to pay for it and i mean it and then he goes away well, three months afterwards, you know, first of all, it would just make people scared. They wouldn't change their inner character, right? If you're a criminal and you would just rob the liquor store and you go, uh oh, I better not rob the liquor store, I'll be in trouble. Did, did that criminal change your character? Did that person become a more loving person because God said, oh, this is, this is the truth, right? No. That criminal is going to have to go through life after life to learn that you don't hurt people like that. It's not a good thing. And that's why the earth is so, is, um, is, is such a chaotic world right now. And I don't call it a prison planet. It's more like a school. Now, when I was in school, I considered school a prison. So I understand exactly what he's saying because I had to go to school and darn it, I wasn't being paid for it. And I had to get these grades so I could get on to the next school and still not get paid for it. But it was there for my own edification. Did I recognize that? Barely, probably. Um, do we recognize that we go through these trials and tribulations with kind of, you know, set, you know, set standards and set metrics where we have to go through these things. And really a lot of times our free will is limited to our choices within these trials and tribulations. Do we recognize that? Most people do not. So I understand his point of view, but he's looking at a static area. He's not looking at the fact that people grow out of this phase into much wonderful, uh, planets of, of, of regeneration, uh, happy planets, and, and just of paradises, right? Earth will be a paradise one day, a paradise as it should be. But we all have to, in order for it to be a paradise, you can't have humans like us on there, right? We have to be nice and kind and charitable and, and fraternal right? and honest. Just really, when you have people like that, does it matter what type of government you have? No, because everyone's nice and good. They're going to do the best for you. So all these little, all these little uh, schemes for uh, utopias—it's all garbage because you've got humans running the, you know, running the running the place. So no, it's not going to work until you have good people who care about other people, and that is the transformation we're going through. And we're not obliged, we're not forced to that transformation. We are given the opportunity for that transformation. And that transformation takes a heck of a long time. And each of us is in charge how fast or slow we go through that transformation. Many people on earth who've been great, wonderful people on earth don't reincarnate on earth anymore. They go to a superior planet. Mozart went to, to Jupiter, a superior planet in another dimension. In our dimension, Jupiter is just a gas ball, right? But in another dimension, Jupiter is just a wonderful place. So that 
that is why that is my uh, rebuttal to Eric Dubay. Okay, uh, what's next? Uh, another. I think there was just supposed to be a people having a relationship with God. There weren't supposed to be several religions with different names, thoughts. Um, I think that. I think basically, I think you're true, and that's what Spiritism says. You know, Spiritism doesn't have priests or or things like that, right? There's no food or clothes you have to wear or not wear. Um, it's it's each person having their own relationship with God now. And that's how the, the, the uh, Christian church first started with Jesus. People met in their homes. They all talked about this. But then as what happened, again, with people, right, you started having a priestly class, right? And what does a priestly class want? Oh, they want money and power. They want domination over people. And that's why you have more organized religions who organize themselves to be to have more power. So, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, spiritism is, it's supposed to be, you're really learning at your own pace. Um, I definitely feel that the lockdowns have helped to spread spiritism in many languages. And, I, yeah, I uh, I agree. I, I think, this, I think, and it's, it probably spread other, uh, it's probably spread religions too, is that when they see, they see how people are, and I think it's a big mistake on some people who abandon religion and yet they put all their belief into government, right? And I, I always thought people like, you know, oh, government will help us. I thought, well, do business organizations help you? Oh, no, no, they're, they're selfish. They just want money. I go, well, what, what do governments want? Don't they want your money? Don't, they, don't the people in government want to stay in power? It's the whole thing is is just showing you that the futility in believing in any higher moral authority than in the spirit world. You know, this whole thing with relative uh, moralism is just very sad to see, right? And they use that. Well, you know, they did this in this culture there in the, you know, in some corner of Asia or, you know, whatever, and, you know, up in the Northwest Territories, they did this. So it must be okay. No, we are given a conscience and we're given our instincts. And we know right and wrong. We, we know that that doing certain things is not good. And we know that stealing is not good. Destroying property is not good, no matter what you sugarcoat that with. So I think that we see not only the lockdowns, but this whole thing with, with people saying that these violent protests are okay, yet these more peaceful protests are not okay. People just see the hypocrisy of all that. It's sad. But I think, as you said, I think that, uh, as you kind of hint at, it's it was um, necessary for us to open our eyes on really what's happening. And then uh, Violet says, Gabriel, on point, I agree 100%. That's probably when he talked about uh, your own personal relationship with God. Absolutely. Uh, how do dark thoughts form in the mind of a spirit? Well, I think dark thoughts can form in the mind of a human or a spirit, and I think it depends on the elevation of the spirit. And um, it it forms from their personality and their character. And if you are, uh, there was this great um, 
talk in one of the books, and I forgot which book. I think it was the book before Liberation. I don't remember. It was Andre Louis series of books, Sacrados by Chico Xavier. And these two spirits were telling uh, Andre and his team later, like, how do they obsess people? They said, oh, okay, that's easy. We went to this class on how to obsess people. It shows you how organized the lower zone is. They said, we take they're basic, we find, in, and I forgot exactly, but there's basic personality types. There's people who are sarcastic, there's people who are greedy, there's people who want to dominate others. And we take that basic personality type and then we, we put other spirits around them to reinforce that negative feedback loop so it comes out and it gives them more and more dark thoughts and it amplifies those dark thoughts. So dark thoughts come from deep within us because we want something. And this is why in the Spirits book they say, what is the major thing we have to fight against? And that's pride, because from pride comes selfishness, hate, envy, everything. Because in pride in ourselves, we want to be right. We want to have the most of whatever it is. And it becomes when we've been an uncivilized spirit, that as we learn to be more civilized and to cut down on our pride, which I've always had a hard time with too. I, I'm sure I've been excessive pride. And even in this, this life, absolutely I have. You know, and I get mad if I thought people would, you know, think less of me or, you know, say something. And I'm mostly over that yet, but I still I still have my downfalls. So dark thoughts form in those primitive emotions. And those that's why we're here is to take out those primitive emotions. It's a multi-multi-life process. And even in one life, it takes a long time to start rewiring your brain, not to have jealousy, not to have malicious gossip. So it forms from your central character, and that's what you have to replace and retrain. Uh, what is the reason for animal suffering? So this was actually in, um, in this question 50. So I can answer these at the same time. What is the spiritist view of why animals who don't have the same sense of free will and self-awareness that we do experience suffering by other animals like being eaten alive or, you know, being uh, a poor dog being beaten by their master or a poor horse? And I don't know the exact answer of that. I, I believe that's just part of, of, you know, most of it is being a very simple animal into the more, more and more complex animal uh, means that you're training your uh, the, that spirit and you're training your paraspirit to handle more and more complex organisms because your paraspirit is attached to every cell in your body. So within the human body is pretty complex. And then, of course, then as you get to be a human, you have free will. Now, there's always... Um, graduations of free will. So it's like, we know that dogs and cats and dolphins would say, they have some free will, right? They'll make these choices. They're not just by instinct, right? Like like a snail would be, right? Um, but it's limited. So now, if they're being eaten, I've read studies where uh, if an animal's being eaten and they're, you know, as, they're, as the jaws clamp down on them, they'll just like give up and they're they'll just you know they'll be dead now i interpret that because the science have i've said that seen that in research i interpret that as the spirit of letting those their souls depart before the pain gets really really bad and also i've read 
in spiritist literature that the people who let themselves be eaten, the Christians in the uh, Colosseum, who were attacked by wild animals, that when that wild animal like came and started to kill them, they were allowed to have no pain and just taken away. Kind of like the book I've been reading on Tuesdays, Through the Mist, where this wonderful, uh, wonderful man who helped uh, helped in the the poor of the slums of London. He was trying to rescue this little boy in the middle of the road. It was like horse and buggy days, and he tried to run out there to get this get this little boy in the middle of the road. And he woke up in heaven, and he and the little boy were there, and neither one of them had felt any pain. Of course, that was allowed by the spirit world. It said, no, no, you know, you're a great person. We're not going to lie. You're not having any dead. But but there are animals that, you know, have to be eaten, right? That's that's part of that's part of their the process of becoming a unique personality. And this is what I believe, right? God God did not if God wanted everyone the same, he could have made us all good and wonderful people. We could have been all automatons and never do anything bad to anybody else, be pleasant, all this. But we wouldn't have that uniqueness of character uh, of, you know, of trillions of souls and different planets. We would be a, an army of the same, you know, like worker ants. And therefore, going through these terrible occurrences, as well as going through good occurrences, and going through all these dis different randomized events create within each one of us a uniqueness of our personality. And I believe that was what God wants for us each to have a uniqueness of personality. And so that's, I think that's the spiritual view is that it's part of the process. And sometimes they go through bad things. But and then they'll become primitive humans, and then we'll have to go through all these trials on Earth, right? But from that, you'll you'll rise, and you will really have a ingrained sense of what is right and wrong. So I hope that answers that. Uh, let me fix this so I remember I I answered that. Okay. Let's go to the next question here. Um, in the beginning, there was God and darkness. What does darkness consist of? I don't know. I mean, in the Bible says in the beginning there was the word. There was the word, and I think in that was you could you could um, interpret that by there was thought, right? Because before you have the word, you have the thought, and, and thought is action in the spirit world. And what did what did nothingness consist of? I don't know. You know, there's a lot of questions like that, which I can't. Um, I just like. I just know that I can't answer. First of all, like, what is God? Who is God? How does it work? All this, and then the spirits say, "Look, you're not going to understand God. You're you're not smart enough." And even we spirits in the area around the earth, we don't even understand God. You have to be much higher to understand Him. So I, I do not know that one. It's a good question, and um, it, it, it's a you know good to ponder, but it's one that I don't know. Uh, what family and friends do you meet with in the spirit room when you die if you go through reincarnation several times? Do all your family and friends meet with each other? And so 
what happens usually now there are always exceptions people you know people always write to me oh, no that's not true and this and this happened I go, yeah there's always exceptions but family groups tend to reincarnate together so you could say you know i've been through 20 lives i have 20 different mothers right and i go mom 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 <laughs> you know dad 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 right you got all these mothers and fathers and and mothers will have you know football teams worth of of kids that get pretty uh, chaotic in the spirit world would it not so therefore they tend to uh, to incarnate together now uh there's a great review of this again by geraldo limos neto of talking about a family that was in the time of rome run christ time and he he followed it from generations and he showed that it was the the same husband and wife and they sometimes they had different kids uh, some extra kids they she started out with this married couple with a daughter and then this other woman who wanted the husband for herself and her maid who got into that other household and and, and um uh tried to destroy the wife right so the daughter was very wonderful so now think about this so over time eventually in i think the 19th uh, uh 20th century in brazil the same married couple were in brazil but the the woman who tried to split the husband and wife up and the maid both became their children and the son who, who was their son in a previous life too and so sometimes you'll have people coming in there right and someone exiting now the the daughter who was this who was was became like almost a saint right she uh elevated in the spirit world and kind of left that whole family so she never even incarnated on i think that i know of on earth again and went to other planets so then people in family groups will they'll tend to rise and go to other planets or other areas whereas other family groups will, will tend to stay together but then There'll be uneven unevenness in the the rising, and then you'll you'll kind of lose contact unless people try and stay together, which you know there are um, recollections of like this uh, brother and sister, and they were at a high level of heaven, and instead of concentrating on what they had to do in the high level of heaven, they kept going to a lower level of heaven, helping their parents, and finally the high spirit said came by and said, look, this is not really working. You're not you're not rising yourself. You're helping your parents too much. Let me give you something to do that will help rise yourself. And then we'll also have you go down to that level so you can help your parents at the same time. So they helped them. They assisted them in creating a process where they could help themselves and help their parents. So, yes. So your family and friends, you can meet each other. Yes. Some people may kind of get away from your sphere of influence because they'll go up or they may be incarnated at the same time. So, yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, what is meant what is meant by when you say you have an animal spirit what is the difference between your spirit and animal spirit uh, you know i think an animal spirit um i think that's uh something people just say i don't see anything about that in uh, spiritism i think that's just how some some people interpret things but i've seen nothing about that you have your own spirit it's a human spirit with free will there's not an animal spirit in you so now if you're talking about a difference between 
in animal spirit, like your your dog spirit and your spirit. It's just it's it's the fact that it's a on a lower evolutionary scale right now. It will go up as it inhabits other organisms, and it will be at some time equal to where you are now, and maybe superior if it rises fast and when it becomes a free will human. Okay. What are spirits, guys? What do they do? How are they chosen for you if they exist? So there are guardian angels, spirit mentors, spirit guides. I don't know uh, how they're chosen for you. They do exist. There's, there is a guardian angel for each of us. They may not be right next to us, like on those cartoons that show the, the, you know, the guardian angel on one shoulder and the, the devil on the other shoulder, right? Um, but they they have this connection to us and they could be on another planet or another sphere somewhere and yet they have the connection they can see what will happen to us in the the future and if something traumatic will happen to us in the near future they can come and be close to us or they can ask other spirits to come and help us what they what they are their their um their purpose in life is to help us ascend help us make good choices they'll give us inspiration we'll be given a choice let's say we we go to this um store counter and there's ten dollars on the counter that someone left you have a decision to make you can take the ten dollars and put it in your pocket or you can say hey someone left ten dollars here they'll inspire us to say please do the honest thing say hey someone left ten dollars there don't just take the ten dollars that's the right thing to do is to notify that someone is missing that they'll inspire us to do the good thing now they'll be disappointed when we do the wrong thing if you take the ten dollars and put it in your pocket you're going to feel a pang of conscience most people do some people aren't there yet so um but they will help us and inspire us that you know hey listen to your conscience do the right thing and they will tell you that i uh, was listening to an nde by this lady and she called her uh, and she had an nde and she called her her spirit guide frank because he was so frank he just, and he said he had a great sense of humor and he'd tell her i don't think you should do that and of course she's funny because and she was a great speaker and she goes oh and i just did it anyway and of course of course then it's like all sorts of terrible things happened to me and he said eh, well and you know it's like the old i told you so and then she you know she learned to listen to him more and you know because she, she had after her nde she had more of this relationship with him um so yeah it's very interesting so they're they're here to help meditate ask for guidance listen to them look for the signs and signals i talk about that in my book the seven tenets of spiritism how they impact your daily life on how i was going through my youth in my early 20s and 30s and then i look back and i go oh well those are the signs and signals of course i was completely oblivious to everything i just thought things were random things that happened to me but then when i saw what really happened i go okay and then i read in spiritualist literature of how they would manipulate events i go yep yep that happened to me a uh, quick case in point I wanted to go in the Air Force Academy. Well, in my senior year of high school, 
my eyes went on me. And this is before they had eye surgery, right? I, I you know if I want to be a pilot, that's not going to happen. I, I noticed it once I was playing baseball and all, you know, and I was always like center field. And then it's like, the, I would miss the ball. I, I don't miss the ball. But and I guess my dad said, I think I need to take you to an optometrist. And he was right, of course, because I couldn't see it very well. So that was a manipulation that I was not allowed to go to the Air Force Academy. They had other things in mind for me. That door was shut. That's how those things happen. Okay. What levels do teenagers and kids go to in heaven or in the spirit room? Do they automatically go wherever their family is, or do they start somewhere else lower alone with no family and have to evolve? So that's a great question. Now, the answer is it all depends. So some children who were sent on earth to do a specific mission, they die and they revert right back to the mature spirit they were before. Right, because you can think, well, teenagers and children, most of them had previous lives. Why don't they just revert back to what they were in a previous life as an adult form? Sometimes that does happen. But there are exceptions. And I don't know what is the most general. So I, I, the exceptions may not, may, sometimes they're a different path. So, let's say a teenager dies when they're 14 or 15 or even a kid, right? They will go. If their mother is in heaven, they may still be like in a school and then they'll go talk to the mother like a school does now. Right. Um, and saying, and maybe are their grandmother or some relative that's in heaven and they will always, and they may be in the school, like more like full time, like a boarding school and they'll be taught things, but then they'll get lots of visits from their loving relatives. Now, why didn't they revert back to where they were in a previous life? That is because what I believe now, I have not read this anywhere in spiritual literature. This is my, this is my supposition. My thesis is that they do this. So that person who may have not made much progress is allowed to kind of reset and reboot a little bit and go through a maturation process in the spirit world. And they, they don't go to the lower zone. They're not, they don't have to travel through the lower zone. They go to a period in heaven where they're taken care of. And in fact, teachers are a very important position. Caretakers are a very important position in the spirit world to help these spirits become better people. And that's why sometimes small children are then raised um, in the spirit world from a very early age. And they will, their mothers may come during their sleeping periods, if they're if they're still in physical earth, and be with their children. So they still have that relationship. That will even happen with children who were uh, a natural um, uh, abortion, that pregnancy, miscarriage, that type of thing, and and, and artificial too. That they will be raised in the spirit world. And that will give them an opportunity to uh, help themselves become better spirits. And because probably they were cut off at an early age for a reason that in their past lives, they just did not show the ability to improve. So therefore, they are given kind of, okay, let's kind of reboot this person and start them off in a great atmosphere in the spirit world. Now, very interesting. I read this 
one area in G. Val Owen's book on this spirit who was talking to a group of, of women and they were talking to some children. They were teaching children something and, and teaching children saying that you know, someday you're going to be a leader in the spirit world. You're going to be doing these things. And the spirit said, oh, those women did wonderful things. They taught those children right. He goes, but what they didn't understand is some of these children who were really raised in the spirit world will, won't go on that path. And in fact, on the fifth level of heaven, they were saying there are three paths for spirits to go. They never said what the paths were. I, I would believe one of them is what we think they are. It's kind of the path is to be more of a spirit leader and help races and planets a guide. But there must be other paths. What they are, I don't know. But it shows you how, um, how complex everything is. So... They will evolve in the spirit world and hopefully become better people. And then when they incarnate again, that hopefully will give them the instinct that they need when their true character comes out when they're like between 15 and 20, 21, to be a better person and to be uh, to rise uh, spiritually better than they did before. Okay. So I want to thank everyone for, again, another... Um, Wonderful Q&A. Thanks for everyone as, asking questions. And if you want to learn more about heaven, we talked a lot about heaven in the spirit world. I would recommend my series of three books, Heaven and Below, Book One of Spiritism, which talks about heaven, the lower zone, the dark abyss, which is also called purgatory. And also there's a whole section on Jesus Christ. He's not what you think. He's not this, you know, he's not only this wonderful carpenter that came to Earth. He is the leader, CEO, and governor of our planet and other planets besides. And then the second book is, which people have a lot of questions, is Spirits in the Spirit Universe, book two of Spiritism, where what is a spirit? How does it grow? How do you learn? You know, what's your, you know, what are your attributes? Where, what are your powers? Because the more you understand what happens in the spirit world, the more you understand why you need to go through this pretty difficult training in the physical world. There's a reason for us to go through this harsh training. You know, spirit world thinks it's not that harsh, but here in our little physical bodies, in our little whiny manner, we believe it's harsh, right? And I'm not going to go against that. And then the third book is how we are guided by spirits, which again, the answer to the questions is how spirits guide us, how they plan out our lives, and then also go through how they plan out the future of the earth. So I want to thank everyone for being uh, here today. And please um, share this video for your other friends. And, and if you have questions and you're listening to this not live, Add your question to the comment section. I get notified when I get comments. I'll add that to my list and I'll answer them when I can. God bless.